Warning, this podcast does not contain actual virgins. Discretion is advised. The Movie Virgins. And I'm Lindsay Schaefer. And this is Movie Virgins, a weekly discussion of our first times with movies. Each week, one of us is re-watching the film and the other is seeing it for the first time. This week, we are reliving the 1995 Thanksgiving masterpiece. Jesus. Home for the Holidays. Oh, there's no place like Home for the Holidays. Dude, this is one of my all-time favorite movies. Yes. And I... I can't explain exactly why. <laughs> other than I would it love just, to know why specifically. It fe- well, I just told you I can't give you, give you specifics. <laughs> it feels very real to me. And I can't say that this family is my family, but there are certainly elements of them that are. So I feel like it's always felt like a very sort of oddly welcoming um, uh, kind of thing. I, I can't put my finger on it other than I just feel like I know all of these people and I know the house that they're in, and I know the food that they're eating. Like, every single thing about it just feels very, very real and familiar to me, and and has from the beginning. Did you, when did you first see it? I don't remember. So just <laughs> I don't, then it always been a part of your life? Well, I mean, 1995. <laughs> so, no, yes, I am that okay. young. Um, no, I, I don't remember if I saw it in the theater or not. I don't think I did, because I feel like I would remember if I had. So my guess is I probably... I probably rented it on video at some point. I did actually just the other day. I was moving furniture around. Literally last night, I yes. was moving furniture around um, because I can I, because I'm stuck in my house and there's nothing else to do. So I basically COVID rearranged the living room, and in so doing, I found uh, three boxes worth of VHS tapes. Nice. Okay. <laughs> and I do still have my old VCR. Obviously, it's not hooked up, but I'm still, I'm a hoarder. I'm never going to get rid of them. Like, mm-hmm. let's be real. But Home for the Holidays was in there. Aw. So oh. so you loved it so much, you had it on VHS. I had it on VHS. I watched it a lot. So when you were in high school, college? Um, middle school, high school? Yeah. Because 95 would have been, you would have been in middle school. Yeah. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. 95. I feel like I was younger I was a when freshman, I saw this even. So November of 1995, actually, I would have been a sophomore in high school because I started in 94 okay so you were probably in I was in grade. middle school yeah because I yeah no that's true I started in yeah 96 if I graduated in 2000 yeah. oh girl old I'm older than you so you're just... this movie is 25 years old Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it is like so its anniversary was November 3rd yeah yes wow. yes um and yet Watching it still feels, I, I still have that same level of kind of familiarity. I, I do think it, so there are obviously um, things in it that I wouldn't even say don't age well. I, I think it's just a very different zeitgeist. You know, when we the start getting into. The times were different, for sure. Yeah, right. there were a couple of things that I 
thought to myself, this is very 90s. But yeah, there was one thing, a couple things in particular that I was like, one thing in particular that didn't age well at all, and which is the small thing, and the other thing that I was like, eh, this is probably still happening. Yeah, yeah. so so like the uh, the reaction of the sister to the to brother, brother being, being gay. gay I'm not, I would never yeah. say that it didn't age well because it's a reflection of yes. the times. It, and and I, I also feel like that shit's probably still going on. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. But a um, uh, bank of pay phones doesn't age well. Sure. <laughs> Although I really enjoy it. it so. No, it's a wonderful visual and it's just... Like, everything to do with airports. Well, That's just not how airports oh, are yes. anymore. <laughs> yes. The airport thing is amazing to see. Everybody yeah. meeting them at the gate. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and on top of that, we're living in a time of COVID. It's crowds of people in, a, in like, an airport at the gate. You're just like, this shit will never happen again. Yeah. I remember the very first time I flew, um, the very first time that I ever got on an airplane, I went by myself. So I remember my parents walking me to the gate. Mm-hmm. Man, so Those old. Those were the days. I remember picking my sister up at the airport when I was, I had just graduated from high school. It was like the summer before I went to college. And I remember driving into St. Louis, going to the airport, and we waited at the gate. And I remember there was a guy at the gate, an older guy, and he had one of those fucking Teletubbies dolls, the red one. Was that oh. Popo? Lala? I don't know. I never I watched that crap. I think it was Popo. Anyway, he had a little red Teletubby, and then his it must have been his wife and daughter young daughter mm-hmm. came off the plane um and he met them and gave her the doll but yeah it just, just never that, gonna... that was definitely a different time for sure yeah but i still even with with some of that it felt very um i, I keep coming back to the word real which sounds <laughs> dumb but I, it, like i, I wasn't... agree with you yes i the think characters they're... are very vividly painted yeah and 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 like you always talk about they built a world they built yes. a world they built a, a realistic and I think part of the Family. reason why I'm saying, too, that even even now it doesn't necessarily feel dated to me is because they're all going back to their childhood home. Yeah. And your childhood home is always going to be a little bit dated anyway. Mm-hmm. So you're already kind of – it feels like you're going back in time a little bit in that sense already. Can I say I feel like they oversold me on the holidays aspect of the movie? It's called Home for the Holidays and all I got was Thanksgiving. You were expecting Christmas, too. I wanted holidays. You wanted holidays. You wanted at everything. Least, like, all did I, you not, I only got holiday. Did you not hear her specifically say, though, and or maybe he did, like, and then they go and they throw Christmas right in the damn middle? <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, we are talking about dealing with family at the holidays, yeah. but I it only does got make a me, single holiday. I, I do feel like... Um, People typically, maybe I shouldn't say people, but in, in my experience, people are typically going to have to choose between Thanksgiving either or Thanksgiving or Christmas when it comes to coming home. So it did like seem strange distance, to yeah. me, yeah, that that everybody, I mean, granted, one of the kids' family lives there still. And I, so you do understand, of course, why Tommy comes home too, because he got her message. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does kind of seem strange to me that Claudia decided, although maybe it's not strange because Christmas is usually a bigger to-do so maybe that's why she chose to come home for Thanksgiving. I just wonder if she's going to come back for Christmas. But I will say this. I think she has an out because she lost her job. She could very easily say, oh, can't afford to come home for Christmas. Sorry, oh, guys. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I was wondering if maybe the reason she decided, because she obviously is dreading it, right? Mm-hmm. She's just, Yeah. And it isn't just because she just lost her job. She's dreading yeah. it because she's dreading it. Like her sister, mm-hmm. um, obviously her mom. But even though she she also loves it. Well, I mean, yes, it's still home. Of course, yes. It, that's the thing. That, that's the thing that's killer, though, right? You, I don't know. My my experience was, I 
I had a hard time disengaging from home. Like, mm-hmm. I told myself I wanted to get the fuck out, but then when it came time to get out, I, I didn't have a car my freshman year of college, and I was, like, taking rides home every weekend because I missed it. Mm-hmm. I remember one, it was probably freshman or sophomore year, I told my mom, I'm not going to come home for Easter. I'm And I had a car by then. I was like, I'm, I'm going to just stay here. And I woke up on Easter Sunday I went to church with a friend, and then I was sitting in my dorm by my fucking self, and I was like, fuck it. And I think I, dro- I drove two hours home Yeah, to spend, like... That's what I was thinking. You're not that far. But I spent, drove two hours home to spend three hours with my mom and to drive two hours back. I like still, I would have. <laughs> I just... But, like, because I waited and waited, and finally I was like, fuck it, I'm going yeah. Like, I think... But but then there comes a point where you're going home and it is still it does feel good, but mm-hmm. after a while it's not fun anymore because it's not your home and then you want to go back to where your home is, which is where you it's just it's a very confusing feeling, I think. I, I do think that I, I feel like this movie does it really well. It deals with that really well. I think you watch a lot of holiday movies. Granted, most holiday movies, like you said, yes, are about Christmas, mm-hmm. sure. But regardless, the the idea of going home for the holidays, mm-hmm. I feel like most movies it's the family is disparate and then they all gather together and they're all so happy to see one another and they hug and they kiss and they catch up and they laugh and it's so joyous and wonderful and magical and beautiful. Unless it's Christmas and, Vacation, yes, that is well, how it is. Sure. <laughs> uh, but even in Christmas Vacation, they expect it to be that way. They do. Like, and then it's a shit show. Right. But that's because it's Christmas. Yeah. Because it's the Griswolds. But uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think there is more, in real life, it it is more kind of to Claudia's reaction of like, I don't want to have to do this, but now that I'm here, I am enjoying it. I do love my family, oh, but I hate this. Oh, but I, I, I'm here, and I like it, and I'm glad I'm here. Oh, but I need to get out of here. Oh, but I'm still going to miss it. Like, mm-hmm. there is that back and forth. Um, and, I, I, yeah, I don't feel like, as much as I do love holiday movies that are just plain feel-good movies every mm-hmm. now and then, I, I think this was a lot more it's realistic. realistic in that respect. And they popped in a lot of other very real things, like, yeah. You see your former classmate and you're like, shit, I'm divorced. I don't have a job. And here this person pulls up in this really sweet ride with a fucking fur Why is your top down (laughs) in fucking November? I know. And they were in New Jersey, right? No. No. I thought they were like, was it Detroit? Detroit maybe? Okay. I was like, I was trying to place it. But yeah, I think it was Detroit because she came from, she came from New York. She came from Chicago. Okay. Fuck it. I fuck. (laughs) She came from Chicago. Chicago. Tommy came in from Boston. Okay. I'm pretty sure they were in Detroit. Tommy came from Boston. Yeah. He must the the scenes then with him and his um, husband must have been like on a beach, like on a Cape Cod beach or something. Yeah, I mean it was the middle of summer. He okay. said it was. I guess August, I was I think, so. like I saw those scenes at the end and I was like California. Yeah, I know you kind of think that. Yeah, because yeah. it's a beach. Um. So yeah, I, I, and then uh, her mom. <laughs> we need to talk about her mom, yeah. uh, Anne Bancroft. For the win. Okay, like, I, she gets all the awards for this one. Um, Yeah. Invites the HVAC guy over. <gasps> yes. Who is her Sad sack yak. What the fuck? He's like, so it was so depressing. I love the, I love it. She, she sets them up and she shoves Tommy out of the room and he's like, oh my God, it's working. <laughs> I want to watch. It's but, everything about this. But did her mom do that because she was trying to fix her up or did she do it to make her feel better because she knew this guy was gonna just be like oh um, my life is miserable womp womp oh no i think she was trying to fix her up i I think i i don't think that she necessarily believes that any 
of this stuff will take like because she kind of she pushes him with or pushes her with leo also you know so i don't think she's necessarily i think it's sort of a a a fantasy of hers like oh i I can fix her up with this guy and she'll fall in love with him and she'll move back home home. or you know maybe maybe she would like this leo fellow and she'll be happy because she even says i just Mm -hmm. want my family to be happy happy. yeah so yeah i think she's just kind of throwing everything out there that she came to the airport with an extra coat. Yes. What the fuck? <laughs> Just never so happy is to be able to put her daughter in this coat that she's like, what she said. She's, I've had these coats for 15 years. Like, Which it's funny because <laughs> you watch it from the perspective of the daughter, as I would imagine most people are, and it just seems like, a crazy, somewhat overbearing, like, mm-hmm. mom's nuts. Yeah. But it kind of makes you wonder, because she did actually lose her coat, maybe mom just knows her daughter. Yep. Maybe she actually knows that she's the kind of person who would travel without a coat yep. or would or forget would it or drop her coat it. Yeah. And, like, not realize it's gone until she gets out of the... Yeah. Right. And then, um, like, the coat. And, and I was mentioning this to you earlier. There's, uh, when she... It comes out that she's fired and mom mm-hmm. is just like i'll kill them and i was like my sister is this mom like i was maybe potentially exposed to someone with covid and my sister was like i'm livid like i'm gonna fucking murder somebody and if anything ever any anything ever happened with her kids she was like i'm gonna fuck some shit up like mama bear yeah so i really like that too and then the scene in the bedroom where she's just like undressing and getting ready for bed who wears a cardigan as a shirt this mom does. But really, who wears a cardigan? Is, when people do that, and it do you know makes what, me though? crazy. If I recall correctly, tank tops weren't huge in the 90s, like, to wear underneath things. Like, I feel like I wear tank tops underneath stuff everywhere. all the time. For Not for, like, a 70-year-old woman. I guess not. Anyway, so she's stripping down and kind of checking herself out in the mirror. I just, everything she does is perfect. It was amazing. I love it. I loved everything. Um, and that she was, so you said his name. The guy who plays dad. Charles Durning? Yeah. I know him as the dad from Tootsie. Yes. And that is probably, the th- I, I don't, re- I recognize him obviously, but it's mostly from that. And I love him in Tootsie. Yeah. Um, I adore him in this movie. As I said, this is one of my favorites. So I can never, um, I, 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 that's my favorite Charles Durning role as well. But fucking rescue me. He so I don't know that, yeah. He plays uh, the dad in Rescue Me, um, Tommy's dad, Tommy being Dennis Leary, so the main character. Oh, so he has Tommy as his son in Rescue Me as Yeah, well. he does. But he is just debaucherous. <laughs> it's hilarious. At one point, he leaves his wife and like goes to stay with some hooker in the city <laughs> and tommy shows up and is trying to talk him into going back home and he's like i've never had this kind of freedom before he's just drinking out of a mini bar and doing coke <laughs> with these hookers it's, i can picture it i can picture he's it. so great he, he's just everything everything that i saw him in he's uh, uh, amazing and, and and completely steals the show wow so i love him in this one he's like a He's like a little boy in a man's body. Yeah. Like everything is funny. Oh. What was he doing in the car on the way back from the airport? Just being really silly. Like he's switching lanes. They're yelling at him. Yes. Um, he's just- when the, the turkey flies on his daughter and he starts <laughs> laughing, which 100% my dad would do too. Just <laughs> laughing his ass off. But then I love when he looks down at his tie and he's, at his tie and he's like, oh, shit. Look, I got a spot on my tie too. And, and now that we're talking about how he's just like a dad's dad, 
like when it comes time to clean up after dinner, he's outside washing the fucking cars. I know. Like what the fuck? <laughs> I could. I was like, what the fuck? Why is he washing the cars? But I guess I get it. It's like just finding stuff to make himself he, useful. Well, she even said it too. She's like, ever since he retired, he thinks he's Mister Fix It. He's going around <laughs> changing light bulbs for no reason, cutting holes in her shoes. Like he's just yeah, he's got to do stuff, which. Is granted that's my dad too, uh-huh. but it, it, I think that's uh, there's something to be said for the way those characters are written mm-hmm. and the people who are playing them because I think all of the people in this movie, mm-hmm. the, the characters, they're really solid. I'd say Leo's the only one that I'm like with who the fuck is this guy? A and little bit, yeah. I yeah. have a little bit of a beef with that, but but Anne Bancroft, obviously we all know that she mm-hmm. was an amazing, amazing actress. Regardless, um, in this role, I, I just think that character is written like if you just look at the scenes at the the dialogue the Mm -hmm. things the actions that she does that character is written as kind of an obnoxious overbearing mother and i've never viewed her that way um and it's because of her portrayal Mm -hmm. it's because every time she does something that oh yeah it would 100 percent make me crazy as her kid you still can you can see that where it's coming from is this love mm-hmm. and sometimes um confusion and kind of a breakdown when she at the end at the end of dinner <laughs> um, and she's <laughs> hiding in the pantry and mm-hmm. and she's saying like i don't know what's going on with any of you and i don't know you know i feel like you're all shutting me out and my sister's losing her mind like all of these things that are funny at the time but she's taking them in like this is her life and it's fucked up and I don't know what's going on and I feel out of control and it's just like the Dear Abby letter where you know I feel like my mom's losing her grip on reality and then of course as she reads the letter it kind of sounds more like mom is getting into reality and maybe she was a little out of it before and it makes you wonder I I want to know more about the mom too because you can tell that she's going through things that she doesn't really let on to because she's the mom and she Mm -hmm shouldn't because mom's you know you you should hide it all right but there's obviously a lot of stuff there and i do think most of that is thanks to ann bancroft Uh um playing her that way the sister aunt what was her name joanne aunt joe oh oh, are you talking about the old uh, the older yeah yeah the older no uh aunt uh oh fuck i want to say like fanny it's and gladys and gladys and gladdy yeah and gladdy yeah that fart, um, <laughs> I laughed so hard. Yeah, you love the farts. <laughs> that was amazing. Amazing. And also, I think that Leo was blaming it on Claudia for a second. She's like, no, obviously it wasn't me. Well, I but think he was just asking. That she was, that Aunt Gladys was giving away things. You know she's Charlie Chaplin's daughter. Yes. Yeah. Yes, a chaplain. She's giving away stuff. Yes. Um, and I know her, I, I, like, I've seen The Orphanage, like, and I know she's in The Orphanage, yeah, and she plays she's done scary, stuff on TV, too. I, yeah. I've seen her in other stuff. Um, but. but she's giving away stuff in her house, she's got all of her plants that she loves, but the... How the, many do you have now? What did she say? Like, 215 right, plants? Right, Um, she's just a great, and, and that she's decorated mm. this pie with, like, what, M&Ms or something? She's, Everything she does, even when she, she leans over into the mirror to put on lipstick, and she's like... Oh, I just hate too much lipstick. You know, your mother wears that orange lipstick that all the whores wear. <laughs> Every little thing. Just such an old lady settled in her ways mm. and, you know, needs a ride home and, ha- you know. It's getting dark. It's yeah, getting you gotta dark take me getting now. home. But that revelation, which I feel like that, that secret that comes out of Thanksgiving that dad kissed Aunt Gladys one Christmas, 
that I feel like that was something that probably everybody sort of maybe was aware of. I don't know. Well, I think that's so it's funny, you know, the way it all plays out does kind of make you wonder, oh, is this this doesn't feel as real. You know, mm-hmm. this feels more like something that was staged just for this episode of life. Right. Um, and then later when you do hear the mom say, you know, my sister's losing her mind, I think it brings it back to, OK, it, it is something that happened. And, mm-hmm. you know, why had it never come out before? Because Gladys getting a little nutty. Right. And this w- particular holiday, she's been drinking a lot of wine and clearly she's getting a little bit crazier and all of a sudden stuff comes out. Yeah. That... What did what was it she said? He made all my dreams come true for her. It yeah. was really sad. And then she too. turns around and goes, I was a Latin teacher. <laughs> Which is funny because you're right, it's sad, but then she has a big smile on her face when mm-hmm. she says I was a Latin teacher. So obviously mm-hmm. she was happy she too. She enjoyed her life, yeah. But it it just that there's stuff that happened in the past that was kind of like very I don't know, weird or, you know, stuff that we just things in every family that you just don't talk about. Mm-hmm. And She's talking about it because, like you said, she's going a little bit nuts and everybody's a little bit like, but then they all kind of like, we. she said it, but we're going to pretend like she didn't say it. Yeah. You know, like sweep it back under the rug. That's where it belongs. It doesn't matter anymore. It was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can kind of visualize in the future, maybe down the road when the kids are grown up, that annoying little girl is an adult and um Ugh, and maybe she's, she's having thanksgiving and they're there that maybe something else something else that happened at this thanksgiving like we don't talk about it anymore like the time the turkey landed in she wouldn't even life. remember that's actually one of my favorite parts is when they just pan over to her and she's like mom i have to go home i'm too bored <laughs> with this chaos going on around her right well but maybe the siblings would at the, yeah maybe they would bring it up you know um, they probably would and in fact it's funny i've had those experiences where you know you're at Christmas, say, with mm-hmm. your extended family, and they'll start talking about something that happened that you were there for. Like, yeah. you might have only been five or six, but you were there, and you're like, I don't know what you people... That sounds hilarious. I don't remember that happening at all. <laughs> the last time I was with any of my extended family, and I don't see them that often, was this summer. They had, like, a mini family reunion, and my they were talking about the last time we had a family reunion, and my Aunt Cindy said that... My cousin Jimmy had taken up, she goes, there was a picture of Jimmy's and I heard Dick Mm -hmm. on her phone. And we all like lost our minds laughing. And I was like, why the fuck would, and Jimmy wasn't there. And Jimmy's an adult? Jimmy's an adult man. (laughs) He's my age. And we're just, and then, so then we start laughing and I'm like, we're talking about Jimmy's dick and it's funny. It's weird. (laughs) And then, and then somebody was like, she was like, we just kept talking about this picture of Jimmy's dick. And I was just losing my fucking mind about it. Like, why are we talking about Jimmy's dick? Jimmy's not even here. I can't wait to see Jimmy so I can tell him we talked about his dick for like five fucking minutes. She said tit. Why would she say tit? And I don't know. It was a picture of his nipple that he put on her phone. Because she is always leaving her phone around oh, unlocked. Yeah. We did it again. Like, she walked away with her phone unlocked and we all took selfies with it. Like That happened, I believe it was, it was with a, a camera as opposed to a phone. But that happened to... Yes my aunt and uncle um because my uncles are (laughs) dicks to each other (laughs) as boys should be and took a bunch of pictures with the phone so yeah it's but yeah when you're around family like that kind of stuff comes Mm -hmm. up and then you laugh about it and it's not a big deal but i don't i can't think of any time that i've been around my extended family where they've talked about because they saw some shit like they don't usually talk about that shit yeah no it's funny it doesn't (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. 
uh i don't know that i know of a time i'm sure stuff has come up but i always come back to like the the thing with my mom where yeah i knew my grand my grandfather died right before i turned two he was buried on my second birthday um which is why i cannot have children because my mother's grandfather was buried on her second birthday Mm -hmm. so i am and she was the second born and i am the second born and my grandfather maternal grandfather was buried on my second birthday really good reason not to procreate i exactly i am saving my father's life here (laughs) if i ever do have kids i have to stop at one (laughs) just to be safe but so i never really knew him but i always knew that he that that i mean he died relatively young and i knew it was from kidney failure and then my mom said one day like maybe 10 years ago she was like oh yeah well i mean technically it was kidney failure but it was really because he was so depressed you know he just didn't want to seek treatment so it was, it was almost like it was a suicide he was so depressed and i was like i'm sorry what and she was like well i mean he was an alcoholic for years i'm like what sorry what now <laughs> you don't talk about the bad stuff <laughs> this is not the, but the casualness i know with which she said it and i think that's the funny thing and that it, kind of with this too i mean yeah aunt glad he's a little crazy yeah aunt glad he got a little drunk but it's still just like a casual reliance of an old story yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know that's what's great it's because that's how it often does happen it's not usually somebody. When stuff like that comes out, nobody sits you down and says, like, I'm going to tell you a deep, dark family secret. Yeah, it comes out that way. No, you're exactly right. Nobody is telling. that. I I guess I'm against deep, dark family secrets. I feel like they should just be shared all the time and just be common knowledge and then you aren't. I don't. I feel like, like, let's not have shame about it. Let's just talk about it, you know. But, God, Aunt Gladys, she's wonderful. And that fart, Uh, I laughed. That's. I laughed some a few other times, but that I laughed pretty hard. Nice. I, I think I actually rewound it and watched it a couple yeah. of times. Well, especially just when she turns when she's like, "How fast can you go?" <laughs> gross. That's well, gross. I mean, yeah, but that whole the whole scene just climbing into the car with a fucking lamp, <laughs> a floor <laughs> lamp, talking about how hot it is in here. It's too much. We're in this cramped little car, and then yeah. So the I think too when we're talking about family relationships. So Holly Hunter has this relationship with her mom and her, her Claudia, and it's she's her mom's a typical mom, you know. And then mm-hmm. she's got this daughter, and it's complete like she's kind of like the mom and the friend. Her daughter is yeah. telling her, "Oh yeah, P.S. We're gonna have, I'm gonna have sex with my boyfriend while you're gone, and I'm she's spending the night at the boyfriend's house for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and that could just be a generational thing. It's a different time, but I also feel like." I feel like she's pushing back against being her mom a little bit, though. I, yes, yeah. exactly. And it, I don't know how long it's just been the two of them. And, you know. Do well, you, you know, it's been a while because she even said, oh, yeah, we've been split up a long time, uh-huh. long, long time. So. Do you, and, and she obviously had her when she was younger, mm-hmm. right? Like right out of high school or something like that is kind of what or, they implied. Yeah, yeah. Do you, I guess that I don't, I never liked the idea of having a mom who was my best friend. Like, I would rather have a mom like Anne Bancroft who is my mom, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell my mom when I'm going to have sex, and if I say penis, my mom is like, Leah, watch your mouth. Like, <laughs> you know? Um, but I don't know if, yeah, that I, that's, that was a struggle for me. But it also made perfect sense yeah. for the Holly Hunter character to behave that way. Yeah. No, that's not the kind of relationship I want with my mother either. Or if I ever have kids, I don't want to be their friend either. Right. Um, but, but yes, I do think it makes perfect sense for her. The, the open up, the, you open up this movie and we're getting the opening credits and it's her like restoring this art or whatever. And, uh, like who has a job, who has a job restoring art? Like that's such a. Well, that's why she was downsized. Right, right. right. And that, 
they're playing this like weird 90s version of Santana's Evil Ways, yeah. which is just like very strange and very 90s. The whole thing was very 90s. And like Holly Hunter, I wanted, I wanted to talk about her because I had this, I had, when I was thinking about her, um, so she has this moment with her boss where he's like, you know, you're so fired, Claudia, I have to. And the next thing you know, she's making out with him, which is just Very super odd choice on her part. But I feel like that she plays that kind of silly, flaky-ish, I woke up like this kind of girl. Like, kind of, kind of this natural vibe, but kind of a little quirky. Yeah. Um, way better than another actress who I think some, does similar stuff, which is Meg Ryan. Oh, yeah. Well, I think Holly Hunter's a way better actress yeah, than Meg yeah. Ryan, period. Yeah. So, like, I was kind of thinking about that. Like, if I had to choose between... Because I could totally see Meg, Meg Ryan being cast in some shit like this, just the same. Mm-hmm. But I think Holly Hunter is does it way better. Yeah, for sure. Um, But I did wonder why she kissed her boss. Like, that was gross. That was super weird. Yeah. But that's her character. Like, right. she does weird and, stuff in awkward moments. And when they talk about it later, and, uh, you know, she's with Tommy, and Tommy says that, yo, yeah, she kissed her 60-year-old boss, mm-hmm. and he's like, why did you do that? And I believe her response was... Just because. <laughs> like, she doesn't have a reason yeah, either. Like, this, I, I, don't I don't know. know. Like, I didn't know what to do. And that seemed like the, the natural. But he kissed her back, too. So it was like. Well, yeah. I don't know. It was weird. Um, But, yeah. And so then she. She does seem like the kind of person who's just kind of floating through life. And yeah. she does seem like the kind of person who would drop her coat at the airport and yep. just not realize that it's lost. Like, kind of that. Whoa, like. And she I has mean, this aunt who's kind of the same way. That's true. She's going to be glad yeah. in the future. Yeah. Which is, yeah, because Joanne is very much like her mother in mm-hmm. kind of that uh, everything has to be just, I mean, they both have to have their birds, yep. you know, yep. that everything has to be just right. So, yeah, that's. Yeah. And, and I thought Claudia was a lot more like her father, um, mm-hmm. too, in that kind of And he's very, way. exactly, quirky yeah. and out there. Yeah. Out there washing and, the cars. And sweet and forgiving, I think. Mm-hmm. And the, it always really bothered me, the scene where. Um, they're coming back from the parade. They're on their way to pick up Aunt Gladdy. Mm-hmm. And and she tells, first of all, to this day, I still say to people oftentimes, like, be specific. You have to be specific. And it's all because of that scene where she tells Tommy to stop. And then he just pulls the car to a stop. And she's like, that's not what I meant. And you know it. <laughs> It's just a little thing that, because that happens a lot of times with certain actors. They deliver a line just right that it sticks with me for years. And Robert Downey Jr. does that in this movie. And we can talk about him. I could fucking talk about him all day long. But the way he just says certain things in this movie uh, fucking delights me. Um, but that scene where, you know, she gets out of the car and then he starts yelling at her that like, people are looking at your wardrobe. You better get back in the car. Mm-hmm. And she just laughs it off. She was pissed. Mm-hmm. And then flip of a switch, she laughs it off and walks back over to get in the car. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, he drives off without right. her. And But it always struck me as odd that she would just flip a switch so quickly and laugh it off. Because for me, I would not speak to him for the rest of the day right. <laughs> i would be like fuck, fuck you. you i wouldn't have gotten the groceries out of the car either you're taking them home <laughs> i'm gonna walk on my own but i think that is a clue to to claudia as is. a character too yeah. yeah that she is not really flighty but maybe a little bit and yeah like a little bit more of a happy-go-lucky fearless like her father mm-hmm. says to you um just kind of go along with it and enjoy the moment and be in the moment and laugh when a turkey gets flung on your kid and like all of that <laughs> Yeah, uh, I felt Tommy was the same. Like they're they're kindred spirits. She and Tommy, yeah. like they're, um, 
they have a similar sense of humor and they obviously care about each other very much when they're to like he's like popping in while she's naked in the shower taking mm-hmm. photos of her and giving her a hard time and uh they're laughing together so much and that I've laughed with my sister when we're together we we start laughing about stuff and we can't stop there's something about watching her laugh and hearing her laugh that makes me laugh harder Mm. I can't explain it so I was watching the two of them together I was like yeah yeah I totally get that the siblings and you get together and it's like you never you were never apart yeah that's nice isn't it I, Are you sorry you don't have that? I feel like I'm more... <laughs> <laughs> I have a more of a the relationship she had with Joanne. With Joanne, yeah. Which is even... And, and even even when I first saw this in the 90s, um, I remember Joanne saying something like, what, what does she say? Um, you know, if I just met you on the street, I, I wouldn't like you. We wouldn't be friends. And she was like, well, we don't have to like each other. We're family. Yeah. Um, that's more akin to my relationship with my brother which isn't great but it's real and it's true for a lot of people and i do love that they put that in here too Mm -hmm. that this isn't just you know to think about the family stone which i do enjoy that movie Mm -hmm. it's a fun movie um but everybody kind of loves everybody they all get along Mm -hmm. and even when they don't get along they make up and it's you know it's a happy family and here we have a family that they're a family they love each other. Yeah. But, but no, they like don't. Yeah, other. they don't yeah. like each other. Um, and I think that's very, again, to come back to it being real, but also resonating. Like, I think it's great that that Tommy and Claudia's relationship kind of resonates with you. Yeah, I'm jealous of it. I would love to have that. <laughs> but the relationship <laughs> that she has with Joanne kind of resonates a little bit more with me, too. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, like, my sister and I have definitely fought. Oh, and, yeah. like, you know, yeah. said mean things and, you know. And you could tell that she and Tommy fought, too. Yeah. I mean, they did a little bit in this movie, but, mm-hmm. like, obviously, obviously he did a lot of stupid shit as they were <laughs> growing up, too, yeah. that I'm sure pissed her off. So let's talk about Robert Downey Jr., unless you have anything else you want to say about Holly Hunter. I think she's great. I mean, yeah, I think yeah. she is great. Like, I, I can't think of anything else I've seen her in, like, and I didn't realize this was a Jodie Foster movie, either. Yeah. Um. So yeah. that was, like... Yeah, this movie is very 90s. It's a Jodie Foster film, and it stars Holly Hunter and Robert Downey Jr. It's very sure. 90s. Um, but you, you were saying you can't think of other Holly Hunter stuff? No, though. like... Was it a Copycat, right? That was her. No, I love Sigourney Weaver. Are they both in that? Am I losing my mind? It's possible I am. I don't know. Holly Hunter. Great name. Who has bigger name. eyes, Holly Hunter or Robert Downey Jr.? There are some scenes where they're really up close on their faces Big and their eyes. eyes are just like these huge brown orbs like sticking out of their faces. It's true. The piano. That's what I. What else I know. Well, the piano was... Did she even win an Oscar for that? She was definitely nominated, Probably. right? And she, 13. I've definitely seen 13. Always. Oh, I forgot about always. Oh, Miss Firecracker. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Oh, my God. Speaking of another holiday movie. I mean, 4th of July. Yeah, but I haven't seen Always So either. good. Raising Arizona, of course, is on our list because you haven't seen, seen that. Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of this stuff. So she did... She was nominated for Best Actress in a Supporting Role for 13. She won Best Actress in the Piano. With yeah, the Piano. In 1994. Um, Best Supporting Nominee for The Firm. 
Oh, shit. So she won the Best Actress in a Leading Role in 1994 for The Piano. She was nominated in 94 for Best Supporting in The Firm. Yeah. So I actually never saw The Firm. Two nominations. And she was nominated for Best Actress for broadca- Broadcast News. You've never... Did you say you've never seen The Firm? Nope. Didn't care about it. Uh, There's only one thing you need to care about, and it's the, the part of the movie where... What the fuck is his name? Wilford Brimley's like, heartache, Mitch. <laughs> okay. We were I've seen that clip. Sex acts, yes. oral and whatnot. I have seen that clip. A young wife. What would a young wife find? Heartache, Mitch. It's a great, great clip. <laughs> but I can't take Tom Cruise seriously in anything except for Interview with a Vampire. I can't, <laughs> I can't even take him seriously fucking in thing Top Gun because... He kisses like a weirdo. That sex scene is gross. <laughs> but, but you love Jerry Maguire. <sighs> Fuck. Okay, yeah. But Jerry Maguire is a bombastic, like, sales guy. And Cruise sure. makes perfect sense in that. But You really, know what else he's great in? What? Tropic Thunder. Okay, yeah, sure. But he's he's playing, again, yeah, another, like, bombastic sure, sure, asshole sure. character. <laughs> That's who he is in Jerry Maguire. And honestly, the heart of Jerry Maguire is Cuba, Cuba Gooding Jr. and Renee Zellweger. You've All, probably never seen Born on the Fourth of July either, though. Um... Have I? Yes. I was very young, a very impressionable time for me to be seeing a man in a wheelchair screaming penis over and over again. Sure. <laughs> I remember my mom watching it and me thinking like, the fuck are we watching? It was like, it was like fucking Sons of the Lambs semen throwing scene all over again. Not like, really. <laughs> like, what the fuck are we watching? <laughs> I just remember watching that and as a kid and being like, this is really fucking depressing. That's probably, honestly... Born on the Fourth of July is probably what turned me off of movies, like, like, really? like good movies. It's yeah. so funny. I saw it when I was so young. I can honestly tell you I probably understood very little of it and yet loved it because it was so depressing. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably like seven years old going, no. oh, this is the real shit. No. Uh, no, no, thank you. But anyway, Holly Hunter. So Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. is my spirit animal. Yeah, sure. No, I, I adore, I have adored him fuck for my entire life. Um, chances are. I think is amazing heart and souls. Oh God. So good. Um, and so through the eighties, through the nineties, obviously there was a chunk of time there where he was busy recovering. He was perhaps, shooting up drugs perhaps while he being was, imprisoned. He was doing the heroin while they were filming. This he, one. I think this was, uh, I want to say it was, was it like 97 that the shit really, maybe it was more closer know. to 2000 when the shit just, really hit the fan just form. just read a, that Jodie um, Foster was like, man, you can't be doing that if yeah. you're going to be making movies. Yeah, I mean, he had a really rough time <laughs> in the 90s. And he, there were definitely, he, he doesn't look great. There are some moments where he doesn't look great in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I still think, like like I said, the, the, the there are certain things that he does in this movie that just, that just delight me and it's stupid little shit it's the way he holds the cat up it's this it's fucking like four <laughs> o'clock in the morning and he's grabbing onto a cat and like blah, 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 making weird faces at it and just doing bizarre shit um or and taking pictures of her naked because shower, yeah. because he's a little obnoxious brother and that's yeah. the kind of shit that he does and the the little kind of off-the-cuff remarks that he says um the way that he says pretty much everything he does in this movie, I love. And I can't even explain exactly why. And I will say part, 
definitely a huge part of it is Robert Downey Jr. Because I feel the same way about he's just most of the movies he's in. So charismatic as fuck that one. Absolutely. I think that's I, really what it was. And actually. you know I'm a huge Marvel fan. Right. Marvel really started with Iron Man. And yeah, I absolutely loved Iron Man. And I do think a lot of people have said, you know, that that's like, that's the role that Robert Downey mm-hmm. Jr. was born to play. I don't, I don't know if it was the role he was born to play, but he definitely sure as shit does it well. And he even, is Tony Stark. Yeah, absolutely. And even the movies that aren't about him, you know, they're not Iron Man movies like uh, Spider-Man. He's in for a couple of scenes mm-hmm. and steals the show completely. Um, and again, it comes down to he has just perfect timing, perfect delivery. He absolutely understands or certainly seems to understand every single element of what's happening in a scene and every element of his character. Even if it's a character as simple as this one, which granted isn't really simple. He's actually a fairly complex Mm -hmm. character, I think. But I I think he, even the scenes where he is being funny and having a good time and seeming that he's completely carefree and then there's just a mention of Jack and you Mm -hmm. see something kind of switch in his expression and in his eyes so you know that he's carrying this character very close and and understands that there's this underlying secret and this underlying feeling and i think the mom even says at one point you know even as a small boy you were always pushing us away like you were always keeping your distance and you can see that throughout the entire thing he's joking around with everybody and having a great time and pushing a lot of buttons and pissing people off yeah. and it's but all it kind of this people at arm's length exactly it's kind of a, a cover for no i'm not really gonna let you into my right life but i'm still gonna love you and i'm gonna play around with you but then i'm gonna go home and i'm gonna be who i, who really, I am. really am which is really fucking sad yeah and i don't think I, I i would say that yes part of that is probably that he's gay and is especially in the 90s feeling Mm -hmm. like he has to live this double life but I feel like you get the the idea that regardless of that that's also just who he is Mm -hmm. that Um, he's gonna keep people at arm's length yeah no matter what yeah that he's he seems it seems like that's just his family in that case right yeah he is and I feel that way like I've talked about that before with my family I am a very very different person with you Mm -hmm. than I am with my parents or with my extended family to the point where if I'm with my friends and my parents at the same time it's weird it's really uncomfortable yeah and not uncomfortable because I feel put on the spot or or like there are things that I won't say in front of my parents or anything like that it's not that it just there's at my core it feels like there are two different people inside of me there's like the person that they know and then there's the person that I am in my own life and I think some people are open enough and fearless enough that they don't have that Mm -hmm. and I think some people probably have it but just aren't aware of it yeah I've got it and I'm hyper aware of it and I feel like that's the same kind of thing that he had to so you know yeah I can laugh and joke around and make fun and and yeah kind of keep people at arm's length and not tell them about things (laughs) the uh I think it kind of breaks my heart that he got married and didn't tell his family. Yeah. But. Speaks volumes. I would do that. I would 100% do that. And I love my family and I want to share things with them. And like, I mean, I I have dinner with my parents every Sunday. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm really close with them. But I would still do that because it just feels like there are certain things that this is my other life. And I wouldn't say what he said, which is it's not about you or it doesn't involve you or it's nothing to do with you because that would break my mother's heart for sure. So I would know better than to say that. But that's what it feels like. It, it does mm-hmm. feel like it for me, there are two different me's. I totally think that you 
would have a secret boyfriend that like none of us would know about and then you would be like hey do you want to meet my secret boyfriend and i'd be like okay like i accept yeah. that i accept that yeah. um if you get married i would be I more likely be there i'm gonna kill you in your sleep i think it w- i would be more likely to share that with you mm-hmm. than my family sure my, they've never met anybody i've dated ever mm. that's a bummer i mean it just is what it is yeah that's a tough one like i don't know i guess i just had a relationship for too long like i'm trying to think if i i would like yeah because i sort of did date somebody earlier this year and i told my sister Mm -hmm. like i don't tell her everything right away a lot of times i have to sit with stuff before i tell her well sure but part of that is because i don't want to worry her or like yeah that's fair happy but i don't want to bother her i guess which may be a weird thing to say but it's how i feel um even though i think she wouldn't mind and she probably wants me to tell her that stuff yeah so i haven't told her yet that um i'm a lesbian just kidding i'm not (laughs) You should tell her that, though, to see what she says. <laughs> to see what she reacts. Um, so, yeah. He's, Robert Downey Jr., sort of like, you know, Jeff Goldblum or uh, maybe Vince Vaughn. Like, there's just these people who, they sort of imbue themselves into any character they have mm-hmm. that they play. And I think Robert Downey Jr. is one of those people, like, there's something about his, like you said, his delivery and the mm-hmm. way that he's. And those guys that you just mentioned as well hilarious mm-hmm. absolutely hilarious have some of the and, and i think again think it's because of the timing and delivery mm-hmm. have some of the best most memorable lines and things and yet are also really good actors yeah. and good dramatic actors mm-hmm. as well and you saying vince vaughn's a good dramatic actor. i do think vince vaughn is i, I mean he clay doesn't pigeons baby first of all <laughs> i love clay pigeons I, do <laughs> I don't think that he has uh always chosen the best roles no. but i think even in in swingers and made is he being a dramatic actor well i mean it, it's a comedy drama I, that's what i mean like you you can straddle that line and i can still buy you as that person yeah. like you're a real person you're not um uh i don't know i'm trying to think of well, adam sandler I'm not saying Adam Sandler's <laughs> terrible, but his thing is just comedy. He's goofy. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, no, no. You haven't seen Uncut Gems yet. Trust well, me. Well, that's true. I haven't. Yes, yeah, yes. That's true. He's quite good in it. Um, so, yeah. So, he, he's he's a wonderful actor. Honestly, the only thing I could think that I've seen him in... I mean, yeah, I've seen the Marvel stuff, but less than zero. He is the reason I love that movie. Mm-hmm. And that's one that's on our list because I haven't seen it. Yeah. It is incredible. Like, one of my favorites. It's up there. I mean, I, don't, I think Brett Easton Ellis is a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. But that movie's really good. Did you did you see any of the um, Sherlock? I guess there were only what were there? Only I two did of them? see the first one. I, it wasn't really memorable for me. It wasn't super memorable. I really liked it. I, I didn't it was like a cool way to do Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, and like I didn't go a, back. It was and a great choice it. to cast as Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, Zodiac. Mm. Zodiac. Yeah, I've seen it, but it, it didn't stick out for me. Like, really? but it's me. It's me, Lindsay. It's me. It's me. You're talking to me. Okay. No, I don't care. I love that movie so much, and it's you don't you don't really love Jake Gyllenhaal either, though, do you? Because I feel like that I feel like Zodiac like is a turning point for Jake Gyllenhaal too. Yeah, because he had some shit like Source Code, which I have for sure seen. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure I saw that in the theater. Um, I think that Jake Gyllenhaal is a good actor. Mm-hmm. I liked Nocturnal Animals a lot. Yeah, I mean, and I a lot of people hate that. Amy Adams, you know how I feel about. But it has what's his face who plays Kick Ass. Uh, okay. He's always showing up in random things. He's like, I, I was thinking about this guy the other day. Um, 
Aaron Taylor Johnson. Oh, yeah. He's the poor man's Shia LaBeouf. Uh, okay. He's a good actor, and I think he could do anything that Shia does, but Shia is a fucking phenomenal actor. Um, yeah, I would agree. Well, I don't know that I'd go quite phenomenal. I Although, mean, he may be, but I've I not seen enough to make me say I think that. that Aaron Taylor Johnson is way fucking hotter than Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> no I would offense, hit that. But yeah. I would hit that. Oh, he was in Tenet. Yeah, he just shows up in these movies and he just plays like a... He was in The Outlaw King. Was it The Outlaw King? Yeah. Yes. Yes, he was because mm-hmm. it took me like... It's like... You halfway through like, the movie. Who is this guy? Yeah, halfway yeah. through the movie. I'm yeah. like, I fucking know him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you realize he was in The Avengers also. Uh, yes, Age I do know that he's... Everybody's yeah. in the MCU, Lindsay. Like, there's literally no one who hasn't been in the MCU at this that, point. You know what I was about to say? I, I was about to say Jake Gyllenhaal hasn't. Yeah, he has. No, he has. <laughs> no. I'm telling you, if you, if, if you are an actor in Hollywood... Yeah, there's and so many people know who you are. You've been in the MCU, but that's not Holly Hunter hasn't been in it, right? Okay, but, <laughs> <laughs> but she's on the other side of that. She's on the other side. Like she's she's crossed over. Anne Bancroft never made it into the MCU. <laughs> Steve Gutenberg, the goot, the goot. Do you know what I hate? The part where they're sharing the fucking that you have to have two fucking turkeys they just have to have two turkeys i love that and uh he grabs the plate away so that he can give his turkey mm-hmm. to Anne gladys and the fucking look on his face he just gets that pouty steve gutenberg ridiculous overdone pout it's so <laughs> it's so ridiculous so my favorite steve gutenberg is steve gutenberg from three men and a baby absolutely although cocoon I mean, steve gutenberg oh police academy like uh, come on come on the shirt that says bun in the oven yes. with the arrow pointing down like i want i want to be that for halloween i want that shirt cut off with like the the jean shorts uh-huh. that's what i want Do like it. a hair like a little hairy trail down my stomach gross uh, I'm here for it. But he, <laughs> he, I love that he plays like this asshole. Like, he, he voted for Trump. That guy voted that guy. for Trump. <laughs> that guy did. <laughs> he, he makes the holidays miserable, talking about politics, and just being a stick in the mud. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And be really curious to see what the kids are like, too. Because you know the kids eventually went away to college, and, like, now they're calling their dad on all this <laughs> shit. <laughs> Yeah, no, he was he was he was fun to see. And the lady who plays Joanne, mm-hmm. she was in what was it? Hope and Glory was that? So the thing I know her from is um, Cynthia Stevenson. Yeah. Forget Paris with okay, um, Billy Crystal and dear sweet Deborah Winger, not Lorraine Bracco, Deborah Winger. I have yeah. verified. <laughs> <laughs> Glad. And, and she plays um, like. Billy Crystal's friend's girlfriend who's listening to the story that Billy Crystal is telling her about the relationship he has had this with this woman played by Deborah Winger. And that's what I know her most from. I know I've seen her in some other things. Yeah, Hope and Gloria. That's It was a show in the so 90s. What's her I name? remember watching it. I, Cynthia Stevenson. Cynthia Stevenson, yeah. She's kind of a 90s throwback. Mm-hmm. This this movie was very 90s. Holly Hunter's outfits. But the thing is, all this shit's coming back now. Oh, it's uh, Claire Danes with her bright red, my so-called life hair. <laughs> I love it. I love seeing it so much. And, oh my God, our, Robert Downey Jr. was giving me very strong Jordan Catalano vibes with that, with that haircut. Hair? Fuck. I love when they sit down to dinner, he has it like slicked back. <laughs> so <laughs> yes. good. No, definitely. Um, and I think, like, there was one thing, though, um, about Hunter. 
much that I couldn't stand. Mm-hmm. And it was... It wasn't her hair, right? Because her no, hair was amazing. No, it wasn't her hair. Her hair was incredible. Where did I write this down? Was it, it the orange lipstick? It was the lipstick and the fucking eyeshadow. It was disgusting. It was disgusting. <laughs> it was so gross. Okay. I was just like, her, her, her makeup in this movie is... Just gross. It's, it was the 90s. It, it was the 90s. It wasn't even, It like, was Joanne's eyeliner, too. Same uh, thing. I remember looking yes. at that and being like, oh, God, it's 1995 for yes. sure. I wrote, I really can't stand Hunter's makeup because <laughs> I really couldn't stand it. Um, so so the, the Leo thing. So so Robert Downey Jr. brings Leo. Mm-hmm. She thinks, she knows that Leo isn't his boyfriend because she knows that he's gotten married. She doesn't know that. Right? She didn't find, she Hunter doesn't know that? No. Claudia doesn't know She that? didn't know until Joanne said everything at Thanksgiving oh, dinner. Oh, okay. So she does so think that's that why, Leo was Yeah, right that's now. why the whole time she keeps saying, what happened with Jack? Where, like, where's oh, Jack? How's Jack? Okay, What's going on with Jack? So, and her mom's trying to kind of mudge her towards Leo. Yeah. Well, her mom also is just in a great place of denial. You know, when she's in the shower and she's talking to her and she's like, another girl in every port. That's what <laughs> it's like for your brother and that Leo fish. <laughs> She's just like, Mom, I don't think so. (laughs) So he, he's kind of weak. Like, I just didn't. So, okay, I want to say this is maybe the best that Dylan McDermott has ever looked. And I am Mm. including Steel Magnolias in this. Steel Magnolias. He looks good and much better in this film. Did you not watch The Practice? Yeah, I like The Practice. Yeah. I I can't remember his character's name. Me and Jim always joked around because every time shit got really heavy, he'd loosen the tie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we really did like the practice. Yeah. That was a big. We were big fans. But um, but he looks better in this. I think I like him better in this. Mm-hmm. He's less stiff. He's less buttoned up. But I don't. It the so he's obviously coming on to her, and they obviously are attracted to each other. And then when she realizes he's straight, she's like, okay, maybe. And they do have this really hot makeout sesh with food in their mouths. Gross. Not here for it. But it was a good first kiss. Mm-hmm. I was here for the first kiss. I thought it was really nice. Um, that was some quality kissing. Because sometimes kissing is awkward. You know who has some really awkward kissing? I, I just really always pay attention to the kissing in, in shows and stuff. Uh, first of all, David Boreanaz and uh, what the fuck's her name? The girl who played Buffy. Sarah Michelle Gellar. Some absolutely zero chemistry. Like, no chemistry at all. Yeah, I never felt it either. Not. Yeah. And when they kissed, it was weird. She's not good. I, I don't know about what she and Freddie Prince Jr. have going on, but... <laughs> But she, on on screen, the kissing, the kissing is bad. Like, and they're kissing, they're kissing, and there were so many kissing scenes between them. I just can't believe the casting. I feel like Joss Whedon really fucked that up. But anyway, well, you say that, but without that, we wouldn't have had Angel and David Boreanaz. I mean, the show Angel and sure, David Boreanaz. Fair, yes, and that's and that's him. a great show. Yes. So I guess though, this kiss was a good kiss. I appreciated it. I thought they had good chemistry. It worked, except then when they were making out food and it was nasty. Um. So she gets to this point where she has a choice to, like, let him into the bedroom and have this, mm-hmm. what seems like it's going to be a one-night stand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that he showed up and made a play for it. And he was really sweet about it. It wasn't gross at all. Mm-hmm. It wasn't gross. It was a little bit. It was a little but, pushy, but yeah. what I would expect. Yeah. Like, you know, they got cock-blocked by Brother Tommy, so, you know. <laughs> Dick. Yeah, Tommy, that would really, I was really disappointed with him. You would think that he would have just let that happen. He was on, he was right there. <laughs> Come on. Right. It would have been gross. He would have let it go to a certain point and then start taking pictures. <laughs> Probably. So she makes this really, what seems like a tough decision in the moment because hormones are raging and she's thinking like, yeah, I really want this hookup. I in fairness, actually, she's probably also really tired. It's been a long day. She's tired, but she needs this. 
lost her job. Daughter's fucking some random kid. Do you think she's probably Chicago. questioning every choice that she makes right now, though, considering she Fair. just made out Fair. with her boss? <laughs> she's letting her daughter go fuck some guy. Like, So it's the head and the heart, right? Yeah. It's the head and the heart. And I totally felt that it really resonated with me making that decision mm-hmm. about do I have this moment with this person, which could be really great, and maybe we and we have this incredible chemistry, it could be wonderful, or do I make the adult choice yeah. to sleep in my bed alone and let this guy go? Because realistically, it's probably not going to work out. He lives in a different place. Do you like, know what really resonated with me about it too? Is it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't moment. I think I like. Oh, I feel yeah, like were sure. I in that position, I would regret it either way. Oh, you Lindsay. do it. No, but really, like you do it, and you're going to be thinking. Well, maybe this is just me because I think too much anyway. But let him in and I would be like, I don't I don't like this. My parents are down the hall. This is kind of weird and creepy. We're never going to be together anyway. Why are we even doing this? Don't let him in. I'm going to be laying awake all night thinking about what could have been. You know, we should have. All of that. So it does feel very much like a, yeah, I have to make a decision here. But either way, I'm probably going to regret something. So I think why I didn't, I, I, that resonated with me. I appreciated that she made that choice mm-hmm. and that, that kind of choice does happen to people and, and I get it. Um, what I don't think I liked about the Leo storyline was that they didn't drop it there. I felt like him coming and showing up at the airport turned this into like some kind of love story, but it's should, it's a family drama. It's, it's about the family. Yeah. The scene with her and her dad when they're in the basement and he's in his like little basement lair in his little chair with the birds watching mm-hmm. the TV and they have the old family movies, yeah. Yes, and they have this moment um together and they're connecting about memories and like they're really mm-hmm. having this great wonderful moment. And then the end of the movie where you see the actual things, like you see the yeah. old home movies, but sort of like, it, it's like, is it the movies? No, it's it's the things that they just remember. It's just the memories. I loved that. Mm-hmm. And it made perfect sense in the context of this movie. So I feel like I would have been happier if Leo hadn't have shown up mm-hmm. and maybe she just went home and saw her daughter. Or at, maybe, she, so her dad told her, you were always fearless. Mm-hmm. And then Leo shows up and she just kind of goes along with it whatever but i could see if you wanted to keep that thing going maybe she just calls him maybe that's her being fearless is she's taking the step to say i'm gonna go ahead and get in touch with this guy and see what happens right um as opposed to him making the choice right exactly all of that being said honest got truth when i rewatched it the other day i when it happened i remembered it happening but I did not remember what happened with them at all. Like I so remember them that making was the out. Least of your- yeah, I remember them making out on the couch, and that was it. Like as I was watching the movie, I was thinking to myself, "What's going to happen with them?" Mm-hmm. Because I know they don't live in. I know they live in other cities, and I don't like. I couldn't remember. I could not remember what happened with them. And it's a hundred percent because I just didn't care. I didn't care. Yep. I didn't. I mean, That's I'm sure exactly. I didn't care That's when I was it. in middle school because. I'm not big on rom-coms anyway, but yeah, like you said, this movie is a family movie. It's not it has nothing a, it's to do not with that. It's not about the romance. Yeah. And yeah, it, it wasn't until it played out on the uh, on the plane that I was like, oh yeah, I vaguely recall this happening, but whew, yeah, I don't remember it at all, and I don't need it. <laughs> You're no, right. exactly. It felt not real. Everything yeah. else in that movie feels real, and then this guy shows up with this grand romantic gesture of sorts, like, we're just going to sit on this plane and Right, and I'm pretty together. sure he, like, he just got hired for this job right. too. Well, he should really. Tommy's gonna cover for him. Like he yeah, did say that. Yeah, but still. Yeah, I guess it felt like something where they showed the movie to people and test audiences were like, "What, what happened, happened to them?" 
it's bullshit. Like I, they could take that out and make an and 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 I wouldn't. And you said it yourself. Like you wouldn't. You wouldn't have cared. No, I, yeah, hundred percent didn't and remember I really and still the, say I, I love this. I really movie. like the idea of because that that really is the only thing that didn't ring true to me because mm-hmm. they went from that to then the memories. Yeah. So it just really I didn't like it. Anyway, and I loved the end where you got to see the current day stuff which was of course her with leo because we have to match her up with a guy but you Mm -hmm. get to see jack and tommy and you get to see um fuck what's her face with the goot yeah joanna and well and it's 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 the past still i mean like you could tell that was when they were you know a young carefree couple before Mm -hmm. they had kids and turned into their parents i imagine and then you yeah and you see her scuba diving well, not scuba, snorkeling. With her daughter. With Claire when they, Danes. When hearkening back to what they talked about exactly. with the fish. Which yeah. is funny because every time she mentioned the fish, I always thought it was kind of awkward. And I think part of the reason why it was awkward to me is because it's an, an inside thing between the mother the and daughter. Yeah. And it's not that it came off strange. It was just, for me as a viewer, I'm like, what the fish? Fucking fish. What are you talking? And I love that they showed it at the end. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, yeah, too. that is kind of calming and soothing and nice. Mm-hmm. And I can see how you would think of the yeah. fish. And that's her. And, and and that's her family. Like, that's right. it's her and her daughter, like, kind of out there on their own. But so, yeah, that was the one thing was the Leo stuff that I didn't really care about. Mm-hmm. But um, but the fact that she, like, hooked up with somebody and had to make that choice, like, that rang very true. Uh, oh, that yeah, you yeah. would go home and, and meet up with somebody and then have, like, a hot makeout session but it's not going anywhere it's I not a sure thing. for sure experience yeah. that you and, know? and honestly it doesn't it's funny because it like you said it didn't ring true it didn't ring true in large part because life's not a fucking romantic comedy nope. where you have this meet cute and all of a sudden you're happy forever no it really is more that you're in a really shitty place because you're you have a cold and you made it with your boss and you <laughs> lost your job and you're at home and you're kind of lost in this weird headspace of I'm in my childhood home and my family is making me crazy but I love them and I'm so confused and then you meet somebody and you're like fuck it okay sure let's just fuck around and now it's over and done and I'll remember you fondly yeah 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 this was fun good right. time exactly. a good time was had by all thank you I've been going through a rough time this made me feel great Bye bye so yeah so aside from that and that I only got one holiday in home for the holidays. I'm I really enjoyed so this movie. It was lovely. Holly Hunter is great. Robert Jennings Jr. was great. Fucking Anne Bancroft. Mm-hmm. Winning, 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 winning. Um, that fart from Aunt Gladys. You had me at the fart. Yeah. I, you do love those farts. It was magical. So I want to know. I guess you cut it. I'm assuming the fart. That was your favorite scene. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I enjoyed her conversation with her mom in the closet in the pantry and mm-hmm. i also enjoyed her going to her sisters and talking to her afterwards and that they brought the food over like that, that that's that's a thing that you mm-hmm. do you divide up the food and people take it home and um so i thought that that was really wonderful and that the pain that her sister was feeling that she was trying to bury deep down while mm-hmm. she was on her little robicizer or whatever um i thought was really real um yeah I think that those moments with the moment with a dad was nice, but I think the ones where it was more painful were. Mm-hmm. I th- think you're maybe rubbing off on me a little bit. <gasps> I think I Are might you be like the agony teen. Teen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Do no. you have favorites? Um, I feel like the f- from the moment that she arrives home 
and gets off the plane <laughs> all the way until until the rest of the family comes over for Thanksgiving <laughs> is probably like my whole favorite chunk of the movie. Nice. Um, every little, cause really what it is for me more than anything, as opposed to like a certain scene, I just love the interactions of these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and I a hundred percent buy all of it. Even when the parents are dancing in the living room and that is so overdone in television and movies yeah. where it's like, Oh, we're forcing a little cute moment. It wasn't but forced. It, it seemed very real. Yeah, it, it, I felt it. It felt fine. And she just kind of has a nice smile on her face. And then she goes up and goes to bed. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it felt it felt great. And I love um, which into into the meal, I guess, too, um, because I love how they're just all talking over each other. Mm-hmm. 20 different conversations going on at once. Certain people are invested in the conversations. Other people are just kind of like head flying back and forth. You know, wait, what does this person say? What are you saying again? Wait, what did you just say? It's chaos. It is. And it's fuck that is that's what I'm used to at a family gathering like I can't keep track of who's talking about what except for occasionally if I'm involved in a conversation with one or two people and then I come to realize there's a conversation going on elsewhere which maybe is more interesting and then I completely check out of one and go to the other um I am definitely the kind of I'm definitely guilty of talking over people and I think part of that is is just kind of how I was raised um I think my dad does that a lot. I definitely get that from him. So within our small four-person family, it happens a lot. But I would notice it anytime we would go to either side of the family, too. There, There's just a whole lot of back and forth. And I read in some of the reviews, and granted, I've never read reviews of this movie before because when it was the 90s like why the fuck would I I was a kid I don't give a shit what, I don't the give a shit now barely, the internet barely existed right in 1995, yeah but so. honestly I don't care what people say regardless and when I was a kid still didn't um but I read some of the reviews and it, it sounded like there were some people who were like it was too frenetic and I just I couldn't keep up with all of this stuff really? and all I could think is bitch I know who you are because I had friends like you like I had friends who would come over and couldn't deal with being in my house because because of all the because maybe we were talking over each other or perhaps we yelled and it was like I don't understand how you people can live in this space how are you communicating it's like the the was it fourth of july when we were over at katie's house oh and the herd of children was running around and the herd of children was my mind yes and i remember us sitting in the kitchen and your eyes super wide and you and one of the kids ran through with like a lollipop in yeah their mouth i'm or like something. that kid's gonna fall down and choke to death you were so like i could feel the tension coming off of you and you were just like i can't handle this <laughs> like i can't i don't know what's going on I'm i am just, not a fan of kids i didn't like being around all of those children but it, it kind of it kind of stressed me out a little bit when like the noise really picks up mm-hmm. but i've also been made to like that that's gone on in my life mm-hmm. for my whole life so there's a part of me that even being around it even if i don't like it i'm still like used to it I'll tell myself I can handle that, but I'm bad with it. Like, I was the kid when everybody would come over for the holidays. Like, it was, like, I would go hide in my room. I definitely did that, too. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I I mean, when I say I can handle it because I'm used to it, I am used to it, but I'm also the one, I would say, of everyone in my Mm -hmm. extended family, um, the one who needs to get the fuck away. And they know it, too. Like, my mom's side of the family, they'll joke about how, like, Oh, yeah, Lindsay, I know you don't want to come here. You don't want to deal with these kids. I know you don't want to be around all of them. To me, it's like also people in my space. Yeah. What's going to happen to my house? And it's the noise. Uh, A big part of it for me is noise. Like, I just can't handle that much. But but my mom was okay with big groups because she grew up in a big family. So, like, big groups were her, like, she got that and didn't bother her at all. And so she was always like, everybody come over and we'll do this thing. And 
I just couldn't. It just wasn't for me. Like yeah. I'm, and but as we all got older, then when she would host holidays, it was just like it'd be like me and her, my sister, and like a couple of my uncles and my aunt. Like it would be a very small group, and we could all sit around the table, and it was nice and easy. And that was way more my speed. Mm-hmm. So, because I didn't feel like this dinner on Home for the Holidays, there weren't that many people. Like no. it was a small family. That's why I thought yeah, it was strange when I, kids, so. yeah, when I yeah. read that people were talking about that. I literally had. There's one friend in particular I have in mind, who. I remember going over to her house and thinking it's a weird fucking Stepford kind of thing. Yeah. Like, why is everybody so quiet? Why is there no conversation? I have not heard a single person yell ever was at there, any point when I was over here. Were they not drinking? Or arguing or anything. Because I feel like the amount of alcohol is like I mean, that can certainly take it to up. the amount of I think, volume. But like my parents weren't drinking all the time <laughs> when we would still have that going. I mean, at family gatherings. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. I mean, yeah. Like people get slowly get drunker and shit gets louder and right. that's the way it goes. So. Um, so for me, because you were talking about like at holiday dinners, like are you talking about when you're sitting down at the table and, and people are talking or were you talking about like just when people are hanging out? And I mean talking? both. Okay. Yeah. Because when I'm at Thanksgiving dinner, it's about the food. So I definitely do think that that is a big part of it. And it, it always, always <laughs> struck me as odd that people have risen from the table and left when there is food there. Yeah. Like what are you doing? You have this food once a year. <laughs> you sit your, sit ass, your ass down, down and eat it. And the eat. point is to eat until you can't eat anymore exactly. and then you keep eating. Right. And that any movie or television show where people abandon food really <laughs> it really stresses me out. Like what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Like, if somebody meets up for a uh, coffee and they order, like, muffins or something, mm-hmm. and then and, they, like, and then the they just muffin. get up and leave, yeah, like, fuck what off. the fuck yeah. are you doing? You bring that with you or you eat it. It's like the mother says. There are people starving in the former <laughs> Yugoslavia. So, what is the... So, in my in my family, there was always turkey. We had turkey at every... Like, turkey at Thanksgiving, turkey, Christmas, turkey at Easter. It was always turkey. Oh. We never did ham. Weird. Is that because you guys don't like ham or? I don't know. I guess my mom doesn't like ham. Oh. We would have roast beef on my dad's birthday. She would make okay. a roast. Huh. Um, so we would have turkey for Thanksgiving, mashed potatoes and gravy. Sure. And stuffing. Mm-hmm. It got to the point where mom was making like multiple kinds of stuffing because she liked oyster stuffing. And I think oysters are disgusting. So mm-hmm. she would make regular stuffing and oyster stuffing. Um, and then we would have oys- usually Brussels sprouts. Mm. We didn't have green beans. <gasps> Oh, we would have Brussels sprouts, corn. Corn was a big one, and in my oh. family, you mix the corn with the mashed potatoes or gravy. Oh, that was gross! Something my dad taught me, and it, it no. works. Like it works. No. Um and, and um always rolls like yeast rolls, the kind that you have to have rise and then mm-hmm. you bake in the oven. And cranberry sauce. She'd always do like a cranberry sauce from a, like a can. She would never make it. Uh, that was, that's what yeah. I was going to ask. The can that my you can hear it go. Eat, <laughs> yeah, my sister would eat the cranberry sauce. I was never a fan of cranberry that's sauce. That's how it is at my house too. My brother would eat it. I'm not going to. Yeah, I don't like it. Um, I'm trying to think if we ever had anything other than that. We never, yeah, Brussels sprouts, corn. Uh, yeah, I think that was it. So really very starchy. Oh, yeah. And only usually, she definitely had made in the past a bit like a whole turkey but after like she started just doing the turkey breast because we never really ate the dark meat mm. and then she learned like there was where you could inject the turkey with seasoning so sure. she was doing that but she never put the stuffing in the turkey the stuffing was always on the side mm-hmm. and the leftover turkey was turned into turkey noodles which was always really yummy yeah that sounds good um we always have a, a full turkey 
even if it's just the four of us, my mom will make Maybe a whole turkey. turkey. Yeah. Um, in the oven? Yeah. Because my mom also switched to a roasting pan. I think there were years where we've tried smoking it, like, because my dad really likes smoke mm. stuff, so I think they've tried it before. I know my uncle has a deep fryer, so we have, like, at Christmas, we've had, like, the deep fried turkey and stuff, mm-hmm. because if we go over there, he'll make it. So I've had it. Um, but yeah, my mom, my mom makes the turkey every year, and it's, like, there's a reason she makes a whole turkey. And it's we really will, good. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course, mashed potatoes and gravy. Corn, I feel like I have had corn in Thanksgiving throughout my life, but we don't have it. So I wonder if, so for for the first probably 15 years of my life, we would always go over to Nani and Pops for Thanksgiving. You know how like as a family, you yeah. have to split the holidays kind of. And it was always over there for Thanksgiving. And I feel like maybe there was corn then. But then as my mom started doing it, like we just never really had it. But Listen green beans. Me, the first Thanksgiving, corn was very important. Yeah, fine, whatever. We have corn all the time. I love corn. I'm just saying I don't think we usually have it at Thanksgiving. Carrots either. It's strange because I love carrots and it feels like yeah, they would be a good carrots. addition, but we don't normally do it either. It's usually just turkey, green beans, which my mom's green beans are. Like a green bean casserole sitch? No, or like green beans and it's bacon like, sitch? Yeah, it's, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. The green beans and bacon. Um, not that, I mean, green bean casserole is fine for what it is. It's the poor man's green bean, but it's still tasty. Oh, you know, we'll, we'll eat it. Um, it's it's like can of green beans, can of cream of mushroom. Yeah. You get the, and then the, the onions crispies on top, top. and you're, you're, you're Right, good. which is, yeah, poor man's green beans. <laughs> but there's a place for it, I guess. Um, cranberry sauce from a can that most people won't touch. The rolls are usually the brown and serve rolls that just come from the grocery store. So everything else is homemade, but it's usually those rolls from the store. Yeah. And, um, yeah, is that... Oh, and the stuffing. Of course, the stuffing. And it's oyster stuffing. I don't love oysters. And so I kind of like, out? well, I mean, as long as they're not really obtrusive, they're fine in there. Mm-hmm. But if I bite into an oyster itself. Like, I'm not, like, I wouldn't touch it. Like, I don't even like the smell of it. Yeah. And Didn't uh, you have Thanksgiving with us? Didn't you come over last year? I think I came over for Easter. Was it Easter? Okay. Yeah. I came over for Easter and that was a different sitch. Okay. There's different foods. Yeah, definitely. Easter and Christmas, we're not consistent on at all. Yeah. Thanksgiving is, like, always the same. Easter and Christmas, it's whatever we decide to do. I have, as an adult, since I, like, when Jim and I were married, we would go to his parents for Thanksgiving, and I, and Christmas too, and they always do, like, the turkey from Deerberg's. It's, like, a spiral-cut turkey, so it looks like ham, so but it's So they don't make turkey. anything. I mean, they, she makes, like, the potato casserole that you see a lot in St. Louis, where it's, like... The poor man's potatoes. <laughs> Where it's like cubed potatoes mixed with the with, with, with cheese some kind on top. of cheese, and then there's like a cornflakes on top of it. Yes, that's the poor man's potatoes. Uh-huh. Again, a place for it, but and um like stovetop stuffing. But I would make <laughs> stovetop. I don't know that she she still made the stuffing, but I would make cornbread stuffing. It's a Paula Deen recipe that's really really yummy. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I'll make mashed potatoes from scratch, but I mm-hmm. do like. Like a sour, like it, it's got cream cheese and chives in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my big, my big contribution. I made a vegetable tien one year that took a lot of effort. Yeah. Um, and I will also make Brussels sprouts with like butternut squash and and. Uh, What's onions. your take on sweet potatoes? Oh God, I don't like sweet potato pie. I like sweet potatoes, but only roasted like with some butter. I don't like sweet potato pie. So I had never had. We never had sweet potatoes. And at then Thanksgiving. you got the sweet potato with like the mushroom, the the mushrooms, the marshmallows on top. Yeah, like the, I, I know that was that, that was a thing in movies and stuff. I remember seeing it's it, but we had never thing. had it. And 
it was only maybe a few years ago my uncle made a sweet potato it was like sweet potato and bourbon that sounds delicious it was fucking amazing um but it was more of a dessert you yeah. know what i mean it's and de- then that's gonna be sweeter i had sure. never had so in my mind dessert for thanksgiving must be pumpkin pie yeah i don't like pumpkin pie See, that makes me so sad for you. But my mom makes I love the Toll House so chocolate chip pie, and it's amazing. So we would have, my grandma would make the chocolate chip pie mm-hmm. for Christmas. Um, and then apple pie, for the longest time, I refused to eat any kind of cooked fruit. So I never knew that apple pie was good until I finally tried it just a few years ago and decided it is delicious. And mm-hmm. now my mom will make apple pie, usually for both Thanksgiving and Christmas. Um, which is troubling at Thanksgiving, because then I want that as well as the pumpkin pie. So now there's a lot going on. And then... I had never had sweet potato pie until just a couple of years ago. Did you like it? I do like it. I Is like it, like it very much. Is it like a brown sugar thing? It's very much like pumpkin pie. Yeah, I just, I, like, I'll eat a pumpkin pie, but I really don't love it. Yeah. It's I wonder if you just haven't had a good one. Oh, I, or do you not like custard pies? Yeah, I'd rather okay. not. Like, even like a chocolate silk, like, I give a fuck. Like, if I'm going to eat mousse, I'm well, going to eat mousse. Well, that's mousse. That's not custard. Right, but still, but, like, I want more texture to my pie than just like a oh, oh like a cheesecake i'll eat the shit out of some cheesecake that's what i feel like pumpkin pie's texture is right. like though i would rather have a pie that's got like a fruit filling or like the chocolate chip pie yeah with a I really don't, nice top crust i'm not good with too many textures it really bothers me so so yeah um i hadn't thought about the dessert but yeah usually we would have chocolate chip pie or a lot of times my mom would like buy dessert like just buy things yeah and that's why i'm saying i wonder if you haven't had a good pumpkin pie either because store-bought pumpkin pie is nasty i don't know why or what it is about it but i've been thinking about investing in some sucrose cake and or pie and or tart for thanksgiving this year because they do like a pre-order like they've got a sheet oh that's oh but today was the last day to get your order in never mind maybe i'll do it for christmas but they're getting their all their holiday cookies out and i've tried german pastries like the last couple of weeks i instead of getting the macaron that i always get i've been getting the german pastries so good hmm. like and they've got all different kinds like and i'm just like and it's 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 spelled in german i can't pronounce it but i'll be like what's that and they'll say like oh this thing and they'll say it and they'll try to describe it to me I'm like yeah put it in a bag yeah i'm not usually a big fan of the german desserts it's yummy. oh you trust me there was a thing i had it's like a rolled cookie and then cut up into squares mm-hmm. and it's like it tasted like gingerbread Hmm. Oh, it was so good. Anyway, I wanted to talk about food because I thought that's an important thing. If you're going to talk about Thanksgiving, you have to talk sure. about food. Um, let me see. What other burning questions do I have? Um, we kind of talked about whether people love or hate going home for the holidays. I was like, are we supposed to hate our families? Is that by design so that we don't stay? I think there is an evolutionary aspect to it of, yeah, you, you do want to get away. You, because you have to get away, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't, uh, from an evolutionary point of view, of course, right. you don't want to mate with your brother or your father or yeah. something. So you have to leave the nest just to find new people to mate with. And right. then, of course, what that's turned into in our society now is making a life for yourself. Right. And So, yeah, I, I think you're supposed to. I, I wouldn't say you're supposed to dislike them, but I do think that's part of right around this suspicious right that right around the time of puberty all of a sudden you start to be a dick to your parents yeah. i think that's more of, i think it's an independence thing yeah because there are plenty of cultures where people live with their extended family and it's fine well then yeah i'm not talking about not living with them i'm talking about creating a different life right, right. having your own life um the lady on the plane eating the fried chicken yeah like where she like takes the skin off and then like dumps salt on it i never understood that why are you eating fried chicken without the skin i was just like that's that, the whole point of fried chicken i was just like that's a lady who wouldn't wear a mask Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
And um, did you have like a weirdest Thanksgiving ever or like a, a worst Thanksgiving ever memory? I don't know. I definitely remember. <laughs> fucking stupid. Um, I didn't really like turkey growing up. And for whatever reason, there was one Thanksgiving where I was adamantly opposed to eating any turkey. And I don't think anybody really cared. But in my mind, they were forcing it on me. And so I remember the only thing I ate was mashed potatoes, and then I ate the paper napkins. You fucking weirdo. <laughs> and I was like out of protest of something that I'm sure no one was forcing me to do <laughs> or cared about. Fuck your turkey! But yes, that was basically, I, I think I was probably like n- maybe nine years old and basically saying, fuck your turkey and just <laughs> gonna eat these fucking napkins. eating paper napkins. <laughs> yeah, you fucking weirdo. Yeah. So that does sound like something you would oh, do. Oh, you know what though? Um, Alfie died on Thanksgiving. Mm. She was, so she was our dog. <laughs> Probably put that out there. Um, and she had been, she was almost 17. She would have been 17 that December. Mm. So we just say she made it to 17. She was, which is great because she was a 60 pound dog. I mean, she was um, like old, half yeah. Staffordshire Terrier, half Bull Terrier. Um, but she had been, I believe it was liver failure and been going on for a little while and she hadn't really been eating. So I remember like giving her a bowl of her kibble, but with everything on top, it was just filled with like turkey and gravy over everything and some mashed potatoes. And, and because at this point it was like, give her whatever she wants. I mean, Mm -hmm. we knew that she was kind of on her way out, give her whatever she wants. And, uh, yeah, I went to a movie with friends. So I, I think I was. I was in college, I think, at the time. I went to a movie with friends, and I came back from the movie, and she was in the laundry room, and she just could barely breathe. So I just, it's fucking horrible. Uh, I laid with her for, like, maybe an hour and a half until she died. You're a good dog friend. I tried. I felt so awful, because it took her a long time to go. Yeah. And you could tell that she was, she she couldn't breathe. Yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah, I guess that's a pretty <sighs> shitty Thanksgiving memory. It's not even like a weird, that's just like the saddest Thanksgiving. That was Thanks rough. For that. Yeah, well, yeah. here, I'll tell a funny one. Oh, good. Um, So my Aunt Joyce will always come, like, my mom was her guardian. She's mentally handicapped, so she would always come, because my mom was the oldest, and Joyce was one of the younger kids in that family. So she would always come, and my sister was going to take Joyce back home afterwards. So my sister had packed up the car. She had Brennan in his car seat in the back. And then my mom had given her all this food to take with her. And the food was in the seat next to Brendan. And Joyce, she really likes fuzzy things. So she had on this, like, fucking fur, fake fur coat. Like, that was her coat, man. And she's going outside. And I think she was really ready to go home. Like, she can only handle so much. Like, Joyce comes to Thanksgiving, pounds a bunch of fucking soda, eats all the food, looks through her catalogs, does some word finds, and then she's done. Like, she's like, I'm ready to go now. Let's go home. She, there, the door to the car is open where my sister's been putting, loading in the food, and me and my mom, I don't know where my sister was. I think I was in the house. Joyce gets in the car where the food is and just sits in it. Like, she just sits in the food, because she's like, I'm ready to get the fuck out of here, and she just gets in the car and sits. So, like, food is everywhere. It's on the coat. It's on Brendan. Did she not... So she's like, she was just, just like, flopped on I'm it. just going to get in. She just gets in and like sits in it. So like, this just shit everywhere. And on the kid and the Bren, Brennan's like crying. And my mom was like living. She's like, th- like losing her mind. She's so mad. Um, it was really funny. And that is only the second best Joyce story. 
the 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 best one is and i wasn't there for this the easter where she ate too fast and just vomited all on the table <laughs> and my my sister said my uncle jim bob everybody else was like what the fuck and they got up and they walked away but she said uncle jim bob just kept eating his food i mean if nothing touched my plate i'd probably be <laughs> the same i'd probably pick up my plate and move to a different room well, he didn't but. leave he just kept eating um he was probably really hungry so um, I also wanted to say that how it was portrayed in this movie is not how a cat chucks a hairball. <laughs> it was obviously just a massive hair <laughs> <that> <laughs> jumped. It just dropped next to the cat. It was really fake, but I also really loved it. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else do I have? Oh, the cat, though. The cat. Frank. Frank. <laughs> Frank. So when uh, Sad Sack Terziak is fixing the boiler and Frank is just sitting right next to him. I know. It reminded me of you. Yes. That was all I could think about was when Jerry Kelly came out to service my furnace a few weeks ago and Eloise is just like practically crawling in their bag. They're talking to me the whole time like, does your cat always do this? What's, What's up, up with your cat? cat? What's going on with this? Um, Dylan McDermott or Dermot Mulroney? Who do you pick? Dermot Mulroney. I'm going to go with McDermott. I'm going to go with Dylan McDermott. There's something swarthy about Mulroney. And I, you know, I like, I like that? a little bit of the. So do you have a favorite? Swarth. Is it, is it my best friend's wedding? Is that your favorite? Fuck. I don't know. Cause Dermot Mulroney's been in some really bad movies. Oh yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not talking about him as an actor. Okay, <laughs> I was just right. talking okay, about so the you're attractive just saying, quality. Like, you're just talking attractiveness level. Like, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Well that worked out good. Um. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yep, yep, yep. You and your notes. Um, I don't think I have... Oh, yeah. This is my hole. My hole from this movie. So she loses her coat in the airport on yeah. the way home. Her mom lends her a coat. And then when she leaves, suddenly she has a new coat. When uh, she boards the plane to go back to Chicago, she has on a nice I black didn't coat. notice it, but my guess is they went and did some black friday shopping and she got a coat <laughs> way to explain that one that's, away there's like a big gap there that we didn't that right we didn't get it's to in the uh deleted scenes that never existed um and i thought the ending was pure romance which i and i'm not talking about the fucking leo bullshit i'm talking about seeing the memories in the end oh yeah and i like that they closed out the credits with the janice joplin yeah. Piece of my heart song so yeah i felt like the end was a bit mushy but i I teared up. It was nice. Yeah. It was really nice. And I, I'm I'm perfectly willing to accept that as an end because the rest of the movie really isn't. Whereas, like I said, some holiday movies, they just, they want to like hit you in the heart every five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that's great if that's what you're looking for, but it can be a bit much. But I feel like this movie was a good, a really good mix of all of that, you know. So, um, fuck, Mary kill. Oh, we're doing this. We're going to okay. do fuck, Mary kill. Um, and I'm going to go with the actors, not their characters. Okay. Gutenberg, Downey Jr., and uh, Dylan McDermott. Fuck, Mary kill. Mm. Uh, fuck Dylan McDermott's kill Steve Gutenberg. Sorry, Steve. 100% marry Robert Downey Jr. I just feel like I want to be his friend so bad. I just uh, feel like we would just really click. Is he married? Yeah, he's married. To who? Uh, his wife. I don't think she's somebody. They've probably been married for a long time, haven't they? Um, I th- 
think so. Maybe 15, 20 years. I mean, I feel like they've been together a while. Good for her. And I mean, I think she may be, I don't know if she's like a, I'm just making shit up if she's a makeup artist or something. But I feel like in my mind, she does have a job in the industry, but I don't believe she's an actress or anything. And here's the thing. You offer me Robert Downey Jr. to marry. I'm going to accept. But in the real world, real life, I'm not going to try to steal him away from his wife. Because I think it's lovely that they have an ongoing relationship. You know what I mean? That they've actually... And the God's honest truth is I just want to be your friend. <laughs> so fuck, marry, friend. Or sorry, <laughs> fuck, friend, kill. No, I mean, if you give me the choice to marry him, I'll marry him. Okay. I'm just saying that I really think we would click even in a non-sexual way. I think we'd have a great time just sitting around talking. So I think I'm going to marry Gutenberg, Patrick Dermott, <laughs> and kill Downey Jr. You would kill Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah, because I really want to fuck McDermott after watching this movie. Well, and, that's fine, um, but... Like, Gutenberg seems like... You would rather... Would Leah. I think he would be more my speed. I think Robert Downey Jr. would... If, if he really is anything like the characters he plays, I'd probably get really annoyed at him really quick. Because he's too smart for you? Too snappy? Mm, too, too witty? Too ass? Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. You don't... Uh. I don't know. He'd probably have me laughing. I'm not sure. Yeah. He's... I mean, he's he's a great guy. But um, also, like... So I know he's off the sauce. Um, that would bother you? No, but I don't know. Like, I want somebody that I can... I can maybe drink with. I don't know. I don't know if he doesn't drink... I mean, he I'm had drug problems. I'm assuming he did. Like, there I feel like lot if of, you're going to be sober, you're sober, sober. There are a lot of people who have had drug problems who, who still ha- don't have a problem yeah. drinking necessarily. Well, I, I don't know if he's 28 one, Days last night. Oh, I love that movie. I just feel like if you're going to get sober, you should be all the way sober. It works if you work. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great. It, it was. It. I don't think I appreciated that movie much the first few times I, I watched it. and I do feel like the first time I saw it, it was just kind of like, fun and cute mm-hmm. in a serious backdrop but i don't think i really bought into yeah. the seriousness of it as yeah. much as as watching it later as as a true adult so mm-hmm. to speak and i really appreciated the end this time where she walks into the the store and her friend is upset because his plant is dead and he's got the little bulldog and she's just like hey and he's like it's so good to see you but he's like crying and they hug and that's the end of the movie it was a lovely end yeah um alan Tudyk. yeah he's really great i know He's probably, I don't know. Nah, Heath Ledger's the best part of A Knight's Tale, but he's a close Uh, He's great, though, yeah. Yeah. As Watt. All right. Well, I didn't have anything else. It was a lovely film. Sorry, but Paul Bettany. (gasps) Okay, you're right. He gets second place for the most fun. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Um, It's, I do think one of the reasons that it's, probably going to remain one of my favorites is that kind of reminiscent throwback quality that having fallen in love with it in the 90s I think that's always going to kind of resonate with me Mm -hmm. so that anytime I'll watch it not only will I feel like I enjoy this movie um, but I I think it'll probably bring me back to my childhood which is great you know we all have those movies that we love so to remember the 90s (sighs) I love the 90s I also hated them it was a really rough time I love them teenage years are rough um, but yeah a lot of it was great I would like to relive some of the 90s. Some of the fashion and uh, the media, like the the music, mm. the movies, the, the TV. My so-called life and Daria <laughs> and Beavis and Butthead. Yep. Beavis and Butthead. Reality Bites. Yep. 
Reality Bites. Fucking A. If only I could be inside of that movie. Mm. And Ethan Hawke could be inside of speaking me. Speaking of, speaking of Reality Bites as well as Home for the Holidays, how bad do you think that house stank? Because of the smoke. Oh, everybody's the cigarettes? Yeah, everybody's lighting up all the time. About, I did wonder about that. Because even as she was... When she was, like, in the pantry, window closed, yeah, <laughs> in that tight yeah. space smoking. I didn't really think about it. Like, I did ask myself that because I come from a no-smoking house, and I have heard horror stories from people whose grandparents smoked and, like, the yeah. wallpaper being yellow and just everything. And I definitely remember going, like, my Uncle Larry smoked, going over there and... um when I was a kid, not really thinking too much about it, but as an adult, like, you, back when smoking at a club was a thing, mm-hmm. and you'd come home from, like, being out all night, and you would just reek. Mm-hmm. Uh, Those are the fucking worst. You get home at, like, one or two in the morning, and, and all you want to do is cigarettes. go to bed, but you have to take a shower, because yeah. otherwise your entire bed's oh, going to stink of it. Oh, I used to just uh, squirt my hair with some spritz from Bath and Body Works and call it a night. I honestly, I would usually, by the time I got home, I wouldn't smell it because i had been in it and oh. it wasn't until i woke up the next morning that i'd and be like you, your oh, pillow fuck. smells like it and yeah. you smell like it and you just it's all in your skin and it's yeah. disgusting yeah i don't think it was probably that bad in that house but it probably wasn't great mm-hmm. like one person smoking occasionally a cigarette yeah that's i also have a problem with food smells like if i i have cooked a turkey breast in this house and this is not a like it's not a small house mm-hmm. And, like, if I put it in the roaster, like, everything upstairs smells like oh, yeah. turkey breast. Yeah. Um, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Light a candle. Move on with your life. <laughs> All right. Anyway, yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Ah, it was a good pick. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy holidays. Days. She, she says with disdain. The movie virgins. Hey, people. This is Leah. Um... Happy Skanksgiving. Happy Skanksgiving 2020. Um, And leading into your Thanksgiving, I hope you're safe. And coming out of your Thanksgiving, I hope you're safe. It's been a tough 2020. And I know the holidays this year probably aren't going to be what everybody wants. So um, to soothe your soul, maybe you should listen to old episodes of the Movie Virgins podcast. Maybe. Maybe. Um, Yeah. So enjoy your holiday and we will have for you we've got a couple of episodes in the bank that i haven't released we've got the virgin suicides we just recorded an episode on sense and sensibility um so yeah and we're looking at some christmas movies to put us all in the christmas spirit so anyway hope you're having a wonderful holiday again thank you so much for listening wherever you're listening if you would subscribe that would be awesome if you would like to rate us and review us on apple podcasts that would be even awesomer be safe. Have a good Thanksgiving. Bye-bye. One last thing. The music in this episode was written and performed by Melissa Powers. It's the movie. The Virgin's Park. Virgin's Park. Virgin's